Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. We had a great time on the weekend. Did we? Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Tobomori. It was, it was it was amazing. It was kayaking good. over the wrecks. Yep. Just like we talked about yep. in episode 112. Is that a guess? No. <laughs> and if it is, it's an educated guess. <laughs> yeah, I do believe it was episode 112. We talked about paddling over shipwrecks. Yes, we talked about, yeah, it was one of the topics. And so we talked about Tobermory. Yep. And now we've we, achieved that goal. That's right. So show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another week on Paddling Adventures Radio. We went paddling. Thank you. Meet. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Uh, so we met up with Alan Drummond of Kingdom Outdoor Products. Yep. And Dwayne Sontag of the Camping Family. Yes. I said, you know what? Got nothing going on the Saturday, so let's do a day drive up to Tobomori. Now, Tobomori from here is a four-hour drive. <laughs> yeah. It's about too far. Uh, it's a four-hour drive from here, but we had to go stop on the e- west end of Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. And meet up with the with Alan, Alan and Dwayne, and, Dwayne yep. and then we all drove up with a quick stop Big in Wyerton. Yes, in Wyerton. It's Wyerton Willie, home of Wyerton Willie. Yeah, stupid groundhog. <laughs> stupid groundhog. Uh, yeah, we did our little Timmy's thingy there and yep. chat on. Almost got crapped on by a seagull. That was close. That was close. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be faster than that mm-hmm. to hit me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ye old dodger of seagull crap. That's me. And uh, yes, we did there and continued on up and made it to Tobomori about nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, That's what happens when you leave here at 4.30 in the morning. You get places early? You get places early. We got prime parking, all three of us. We, yeah. That was pretty good parking, buddy. There was was quite a few parking spots left in the downtown parking lot right there on the put-in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were right at the dock and packed when we left. The amount of people, eh? Yeah, it was crazy. There was boats. I can't say I've ever put in at a marina that was that busy and that many big boats. I mean, there's a lot of the tour boats there too, right? But I was somewhat surprised that we had to pay to put a kayak in the water. That and the fact that we have to put the kayak in the same spot as they back their boats down. Yeah. So, so you're you trying to avoid not get being... Run over. Yeah. Because, you know, when it comes to kayaking and, and yeah. p- any type of paddling, being run over by somebody with a big, like, 40-foot <laughs> yeah. boat, kind of a detriment. Yeah. Um, kind of puts a kink in your day, you know, <laughs> and a dent in your boat. Yeah, yeah. Kink in the boat, kink in your day, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've never uh, had to put in like that. And Yeah, mm-hmm. you, they charge you three bucks an hour for a maximum of three hours. So you can go out for three hours, and then you got to come back. Yep. And pay for another three hours. That that's lunch. just loony. <laughs> that's just. I mean, if you wanted to go anywhere for a good distance, mm-hmm. you couldn't. Yes, you can go a maximum an hour and a half paddle yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and then an hour and a half back, just so mm-hmm. that you can put money back in well, that meter. And that that's simply because we parked in that parking lot. We could have gone. There's there's free parking about two blocks away, but. Yeah, but who wants to do that? I mean, really, seriously. Yeah. Well, because it'd be a pain in the That's butt. a money grab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, even it's not even about having to pay the money. It's like, you know what? Let me put money in for six hours. If I'm back in five, you've made yeah. three bucks. Well, they're trying to make people move so that other people can park. Ah, and... pish posh. <laughs> <laughs> and then five bucks. How come we're, we have to pay five bucks to launch? 
Yeah. And the big, 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 massive boats, 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. What okay. Can you do? What can All you right. Do? <laughs> and the kid wouldn't even write orange swirly kayak on my color of my kayak. Orange, yellow. No, it's swirly. I got him to write paper kayak on mine. Paper kayak on yours, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It is all part of it. I mean, we, we just joke, but uh, yeah. So we got there. We 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 all launched in, um, and the plan was yeah, just to paddle around, check out, some, wrecks. check out, check out some yeah. of the wrecks and stuff like that. Now you were paddling because I brought up both canoe, yes. both kayaks. So you so, canoe way too often. So I was paddling the backcountry customs canoe kayak. Right. Yes. And it's I had my wilderness systems. Yeah. Zephyr. Yes. Dwayne had his Wilderness Systems Tsunami yeah, 7.5. Tsunami, that's what was. I was thinking Hurricane, but and yeah, Tsunami sounds more accurate. Alan had... Oh, he's, he had a fancy... He had a fancy fiberglass yeah. one. Yeah, so we're not even going to talk about his because it was too fancy for <laughs> I us. I can't remember the brand of his. Is C- it Current Systems or... Current no. Sierra, no. Current Designs? Current Designs, I current think designs, that's yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan, correct us if we're wrong, which we probably are, but I think it was current designs. Yeah, he was paddling anyway. He had so. a lot of fancy stickers on it. Oh, he had stickers galore. He had yeah. stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, he, it's like he knows what he's doing or something. <laughs> what a show off. It's fancy. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we brought Alan because Alan, out of all three of us, uh, Dwayne, myself, Derek, are, are new to kayaking. Yeah. Um, Alan, actually, I do believe teaches if he, i'm he not does mistaken tours and yeah, guided he, tours yeah. and so he'd been kayaking for yeah. quite a number of years so yeah. i figured we better have a token yeah experienced person in the group and what was funny is uh the last time we paddled with or polled with yeah Adam, we, we had him pull we made, the polling and he he said yeah you know after about 916 times you're making fun of me on the radio <laughs> show <laughs> Yeah, because he kept on trying to roll his canoe when we were polling. <laughs> so we were all experienced canoers, and he was a kayaker. And then we were with him in kayaks, and he was an experienced kayaker, and, and we were canoers and inexperienced uh, kayakers. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. It, it was, was a lot of fun. It was a good fun. time. Yeah, you know what? And going with people like that. I mean, like I said, you know what? It's 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 just like when we go canoeing. Like, you know, everybody's in their certain canoes, their separate canoes. Yep. And, you're, you know, you're, you move around. You're not stuck beside one person all yeah. the time. Like, you know, I was beside him at one point chatting, then I'm over next to Dwayne chatting, then I'm over yeah. next to you chatting. Yeah, we're all over the You know, place. It's, yeah. it's all the same. So you're, yeah. it's a fluid movement of all four exactly, kayaks, yeah. right? Which was kind of cool. And so, yeah, we all got in the water and we all met up and we got our yeah. stuff all together and zipped around. So we put in at uh, Tobermory at Little Tub Harbor. That's the yes. main, main thing. Scooted out. Um. Oh, what was the name of the the, tugs. the Alice G? Alice G and the, the tugs. Alice G yeah. tugs. T- the tug. tug and there's a couple others there. Yeah. That's the first, and that's where we saw the scuba divers. Yes, there we was were, people down there. You could see bubbles coming up around us. Dwayne actually got a picture and posted it on I his Facebook page of, the scuba, of the scuba divers yeah. down there. Yeah. Right. So, um, that was yeah. So that was in Little Tub Harbor, just right outside the marina there. And then we paddled around a big tub harbor where we saw the big big tub lighthouse. Mm-hmm. We scooted around there for a bit. Um, we were about to head down into big tub harbor when we heard the big old. Oh yes, the Chichimon ferry. Yeah, Chichi. Come on in. Is it Chichimon? Yes, yeah, Chichimon. Chichimon. It was coming in, so we zipped back and took some pictures and some video of that. Yeah. So watched it go by, and it's quick, eh? It just comes right in. The Zips front, right in. The front end opens up. Yeah. 
docks. Yeah. Everybody's out. Everybody's on. It and backs it, up closed it and was, gone again. It was there such a short time because I yeah. was surprised because we had uh, we watched it come in. You guys were taking pictures and I was uh, trying to do something in the kayak and then suddenly like it was like leaving again. It's like why is that tooting again? What's going? Oh, yeah. it's leaving. It was so quick. Yeah. In out. Yeah. No. Everybody off. Everybody off. <laughs> Everybody on. We're ready. So it's what surprised me though, is a quick turnaround because you know you they had to unload people and cars and mm-hmm. reload people and cars. Yeah, and they got it down to a yeah science, an art form now, man. So after that left, we cruised on down. We saw the sweepstakes and the city of Grand Rapids, the two wrecks that are at the yes. end of. Yeah. Now that's that was pretty cool because which I like because I had my uh, GoPro, mm-hmm. so I just tied it around my wrist and right over the side yeah. under the water and just sort of moved it around so I could film some stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I brought it back. Oh, look, it's still tied to my wrist. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned from too many people, GoPros don't float. (laughs) I thought it was funny. There was, when we were down there at the, at the uh, sweepstakes in city of Grand Rapids, it was, uh, we were waiting for one of those glass bottom boats. Oh, the glass bottom boats. Yeah. So the boat left and I paddled really quickly to get over top of the wrecks. And Alan says to me, Hey, don't, don't stir up the water. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, too fast, man. Turbidity. Yeah, I know. The but word anyways, of the day was turbidity. So when the next two boats or three boats come in and we're sent off to the side. And they do, these are jet boats, glass bottom jet boats. He does a power turn. There's water yeah. flying everywhere. And it's like, they turn on a don't dime. think I'm the problem for turbidity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you picture a tank that can turn on, on the spot, spot. Yeah. these boats do the same thing and he, so they that were, they're always over the wreck. They were spinning fast. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I did like and I give them a big <clears throat> kudos for it? When they were coming out and they saw us right over the boat, yeah. they made sure they went to the side they and did. gave us our they spot to, us. yeah, yeah they, they let me finish what I was doing and it's, then I paddled to the side and then the, the guy, that the, the captain of the boat, I presume yeah. it was him, came out as they were getting ready to leave and saw that you know and he waved sure. to me and said thank you very much yeah. and then because we yeah. got out of his way right but um, you know i've heard rumors that uh that sucking a kayaker into your propeller is bad for tourism yeah yeah <laughs> so, so that's probably why who's being cautious well you know it's sort of like you know gonna run you down like a dog in the street yes <laughs> yeah not a good idea when you got a yeah. boatload of people <laughs> Unless, you know, it's a boatload of people. It was from, fun, though. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting to watch them do their little donuts out there and look yeah. at the wreck. And all of the people on the boats were waving at us. And and I think people were taking pictures of us, too. Probably. Yeah. Because we're so good looking. <laughs> and then there was the one dock we were posted next to that said, stay off the dock. Oh, yes. And yes. there was no dock there. The dock surface was missing. So, yeah. The dock so, wasn't there. So, we figured it's the invisible dock. Yeah. So, we were next to Wonder, Wonder Woman's, Woman's invisible dock. <laughs> next to her invisible boat. And we figured she's out in her invisible airplane. <laughs> I don't know. So, but yeah. And then we, uh, yeah, we paddled around a bit and did a little zip across the bay and yeah. around and had uh, had a good time paddling there for a few hours. Twice we had scuba divers underneath us. Over at the tux. Yeah. And over yep. by the lighthouse. Well, it's funny because by the lighthouse, friends of mine were there and a little later in the was, day. Was it later in the day? Yeah, because they were out <clears> in the boat <throat> in the morning. When we were there, oh, they were out okay. in a boat somewhere. So the divers that were below us then weren't... It wasn't them. Okay. But they were there later in the day. Okay. So that's why I said, oh, you should have looked up and waved. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that would have been us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So now, 
So, so the the skin on frame kayak from uh, Backcountry Custom Canoes. Yes, you liked it. I did like it. It was uh, it was responsive. It was zippy. It's like granted, uh, I was. I think it's been uh, so. I've done whitewater kayaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've did MKC whitewater kayaking course. So I've been in kayaks, but I haven't been in a sea kayak since I think around ninety eight or ninety seven. So, so it's about it's, 10, it's, 20 it's been years. over ten years. It's been over yeah. So it's. It's been yeah, it's 90, been 20, 20 years. years. Wow. Yeah, it's been 20 years old. Between 20 and 22 <laughs> years since I was in a sea kayak last out uh, when I lived out in British Columbia. Right. So it was uh I was a little nervous getting back into it because it's been a long long time, but uh yeah, I I took to it like a duck to water, I guess you could say. It was uh once I got over the uh getting used to the initial stability in the uh in the backcountry customs canoe kayak, it was uh it was it was really comfortable once I relaxed my hips and mm-hmm. it stopped getting twitchy and I was so yeah, yeah and you so, could reach the, the 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 foot pedals were fine it was perfect perfect for it you was, it was perfectly set up for me how tall are you five eight five eight yeah. so for a five eight five nine person it's perfect for a six yeah. six one like me yeah. they're just a little bit short yeah um yeah. And the, the orange seat cushions I use. It was perfect, yeah. You sat on that and it was nice and yeah. comfortable if, and the backrest was perfect. If I were to own one of these, I would buy a, a strap-in seat, like one of the, like a permanent seat. Instead of like one cushions. of those uh, baseball seat things they call, or I think, what well, do no, they call you, baseball? So the, uh, do you know the seat that's in your current kayak? Yeah. I would just yeah. buy one of those. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. I would just buy a, a, a seat for a kayak. And, and mount it right and in And just it. mount it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice and nice and comfy. It was. It was really nice. It was so responsive and it was so light. Like it was, it was a real pleasure to paddle. Like I was, I wasn't so sure about it. Like you know, like, you know the, uh, I got the boys when they gave us our license to drop in to the water. They, they wrote down paper kayak, paper kayak, <laughs> paper kayak. <laughs> but yeah, so but you know when we uh, when we first looked at uh, their canoes and the kayak, like. He was whacking it with a stick. He was showing how strong it is. And mm-hmm. those things are bulletproof. Yeah. But still, you you, you think... You don't yourself, want to test if it. I, I don't want to slash this on. What if what if there's a chunk of metal sticking out of a rock somewhere? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you show how, how durable it is. But yeah. it doesn't mean you have to go test it everywhere. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you can hit it with a hammer, but don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it's nicely made. It's it's very nicely made. We drew a lot of stairs. A lot of people mm-hmm. stopped and talked about oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Every questions. time I take it out, that's yeah. exactly oh, what yeah. happens. Hey, wow, what's you make this and what's yeah. it made of and where to get I it i wish and... i could say i made it <laughs> yeah yeah um but i find like i've been paddling the the wilderness system ones the last couple of times that i've been out and i'm very comfortable in it and i even got oh man i was in and out of that kayak super fast this yeah. time especially getting in yeah there was no problems getting in this time getting out was a bit much because you, you haven't moved your legs and yeah. so you're trying to get your legs up and you're <laughs> like oh um but if I go f- now into the skin on frame, yeah, the initial stability, it's, it's going to feel it's weird. Twitchy. It's going to be really yeah. twitchy. I'm going to feel like I'm going to go yeah. over any second. But then you get used to it. Then if I paddle that one for a few times. You switch over. And then I go back to the Wilderness Systems yeah. one. I get the same feel. Like yeah. all of a sudden, it's a total different feel. But each time you do, it's going to be quicker and quicker yeah. to adjust. Yeah. 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 So right now it's like, but yeah, that's what you say. It you comes get down in there to muscle and memory, and you get in into it, and you get rid of that original uh, uh, initial stability yeah. issue there. And then once you're paddling, and you got yourself your butt situated perfectly, and the back your back is straight, and yeah. all that up the back, and uh, you just start paddling away, mm-hmm. and 
very comfortable yeah. kayak to paddle. Lots of room for your legs. Yes. Oh, there's plenty yeah. of room. It's it's nice and comfy. It's 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 got a good ergonomics. It's uh, I, I would want to. Well, this is it's not fully kitted out, so it doesn't have no, deck bungees. No. It doesn't have grab handles. Yeah. There's there's no dry bulkheads. This is just a plain Jane yeah frame and, model. And it would need if I was going to go take a chance in like rough water, I would want to put airbags in the bow and the stern. Yeah, some float. Just flotation, something yeah. to add flotation, so it well, gets swamped or. The the end of the day, we were heading over to the Cabot Head Lighthouse. Yes. Uh, we checked wanted to check out the wreck of the Gargantua, uh, but the waves were really starting it to was, pick up. It was and, late afternoon, so the waves. Yeah. So yeah, the, we could have launched, but even Alan was going. You know what? With that one, without the flotation, we don't know what the weather's going to change yeah. to. Yeah, we yeah. could be, you know, a bit screwed. Yeah. So uh, we, we gave that a pass. We did go see the lighthouse and we did see the wreck across the bay and all yeah. that sort of deal. Yeah, we saw it in Which distance, is pretty yeah. cool. And, uh, but yeah, that's exactly what you say is, is you need to get the flotation for it. Yeah. You need to put some uh, uh, bungees on it, mm-hmm. you know, to put stuff under yeah. and, and that sort of and thing. if it was a, a lake that tends to be warmer, it'd be fine. But like the temperature wasn't too bad. It was about 15 mm-hmm. degrees. But still, if I you, wouldn't want to go you don't want to take a chance, yeah. right? So it's... Uh, yeah, it was one thing to wade in it, Yeah, you know, like up to yeah. your knees and stuff like yeah. that. But if you were just to totally submerge yourself in that water, I mean, mm-hmm. it's Georgian Bay. It's just the beginning it's of chilly. July. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cold still. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to take... So yeah, Alan just said, no, you're, we're not yeah. doing that. And, yeah, he's smart like that. Like he yeah. does he does the, the, the tours and whatever he does, like people hire him out to... Mm-hmm check stuff out Toronto Islands and whatever yep. so he's he's experienced with with different uh, you know weather elements and strange people and whatever so he's he was kind of our personal guide on this trip yeah I mean in a, in a canoe I probably would have thought twice about going out in that uh-huh. but I mean with a canoe we could have just you know hiked through the woods with the, yeah. the canoe on our, our heads yeah. sort of thing to launch right into the big bay there yes and have to totally avoid it's a bit tougher to yeah. portage a kayak a kayak yeah we didn't have the proper stuff to portage a kayak so uh but speaking of our next little foray foray yeah. will be with alan down at the harbor front of toronto yes i'm looking forward to that we're going to go out there yes. and do some uh, paddling for the yeah. day and check out some of the boats check out center island what is it paulson paulson pier paulson pier paulson pier yeah yeah, I've been down there, but uh, never actually launched from there. So. No, neither have I. I've never paddled uh, down in yeah. the area. So that'll be cool to, yeah. to do that. So we'll we'll put the invite out to everybody that's listening. Yeah. And if you're in the that's Toronto idea, area, yeah. we'll throw it on our Facebook yeah. page and that. If you're looking to do some tripping with us, you know, out for a paddle for the day, then yeah. uh, this is where so we're going. So many people we can get to join us, see if we can stop traffic in the harbor. Yeah. And- 150 <laughs> kayaks <Yes>. stopping traffic. <laughs> That'd be us. <laughs> At the uh, the end of our paddling, though, we stopped at Tobomori Brewing Company for a beer. Yes. And had a nice little drink. Nice beer they had. Yeah, nice. It yeah. was a nice, nice beer. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, then we started our long drive home. Yes. Another four <laughs> hours home. So our our day went from, what, four in the morning till about ten at night? Yeah, what time did I get home? Like, I got in my car at your house at eight. 30, quarter to nine, maybe? I think it was closer to nine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we made it to my place till just about nine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just after nine, you made it. It was a long you day. You were here, yeah. That's yeah, cool. It was a good day. I'm glad I wasn't it driving. It was nice being a passenger. I could just doze off. Yeah. I doze off when I'm driving, too. But well, you so know, do that's I. Different I, I. I'm trying to figure which point. <laughs> 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 so, that was good. <clears throat> and we'll definitely be doing that again. Uh, 
watch our Facebook page because that's where we tend to, to put stuff in our Instagram. I think I yeah. put a note on there. A couple other Facebook message boards I put uh, a message on saying, hey, come on out and join us mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get a bunch of people together and uh, just paddle around and tootle around and chit-chat and have some fun. And Yeah, it was, about, it was a know? lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't a really hectic day. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of work and we just went out there, chit-chatted, joked mm-hmm. around, did some paddling, saw some some shipwrecks. We posted a, uh, I posted a little video on our Facebook page. Oh, yes. Uh, that I did with a compendium you know, some of the with, day. And uh, the... Uh, footage I took under the water of the wrecks and stuff yeah. like that so that's cool check it out the big thing other big thing that's happening right now fire bans yes everywhere in Ontario yes. now obviously we're not going to be timely especially if you're listening to this after the fact so it's more of anecdotal hey we're in fire ban fire ban currently yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. most up to the date news from paddling adventure radio yeah listen to an episode <laughs> that happened five years ago yeah. uh but no right now there's algonquin park queen yes. elizabeth wildlands muskoka and sudbury sault st marie everywhere so what surprised me and i've i've experienced fire bans before we've all seen it where certain parks are closed because it's dry but what is i find unusual this year it is so widespread yeah but we did just come out of the uh, the uh, we had heat warnings and mm-hmm. it's been super dry. This whatever came up out of Texas and across the states and it affected most of the Midwest and into Canada. So most of Ontario is super dry right now. Like I don't, I'm unaware of any place that but doesn't have. A fire I don't band. think you'll have a problem with the provincial parks if you buy their wood. <laughs> because it's so darn wet, it doesn't burn anyway. <laughs> oh, is that a jab? Uh, well, they tomogamy have, they right have wet, now. Wet, punky birch wood. Yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah, you want me to spend money on that? Tomogamy is under an evacuation alert. Oh yes, due they to actually forest have fires. The, I heard what was it? There was uh, Martin River, Phyllis and Point are closed. Forty-four fires are under are getting under or under control, and like twenty-nine are not under control. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is, is you always hear about these forest fires, like far north, far yeah. north. This is pretty cool. This is only this is five hours away from us. Yeah, this is like Sudbury. You know, this like is, this is, this is like, and yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be going to Tamagami and now they're saying no. Yeah. yeah. You know, we had, I have friends that's supposed to be up in, um, uh, Martin River. Okay. I just said the place too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're supposed to be up in Martin River in a couple weeks camping or in a week camping, I guess. And now that there's this evacuation thing and it's closed, well, they're lucky enough to actually get some a spot in Sable Beach, which is a complete different direction. Yeah, but yeah, they got a little message saying, "Sorry, your mm-hmm. your vacation's canceled," because <laughs> you know fire, yeah, that sort of thing. Well, one of my coworkers at work, her husband took the kids up, and uh, so it was the mother-in-law. They had the big, well, they said they said they got into the campground mm-hmm. up north there, and they had everything set up. Everything was done. They had the tarps out. They were all comfortable. The ranger rolls into their campsite. Sorry, guys. You got to leave. What they did do is they found them another campground about 50 or 100 kilometers away that had room. And they reserved that site for them so that they could just head Keep over. Keep going, yeah. So, but it was, they were set up at like midnight now, or something. I saw something along the, I, I didn't get the whole uh, article, but uh, something about some people are being allowed back in to collect their gear. Oh, so they were evacuated so quickly they were told They were leave, told leave all your, leave stuff your stuff behind. And come back and get it later. That would suck. Yeah. 
So go stay in a hotel while you uh, wait to collect your camping gear. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're so right where the fires are is where we're supposed to be. Oh yeah. Going yeah, and hmm. it's like yeah, I'm thinking maybe we're not heading up to Tomogamy camping this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. Well, I uh, I we we me and the guys at work we do a trip every year up that way, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to do a little bit of extra research to see if what areas we can because the fires obviously will be out by the time we go up there in October. But but it could be burned out. It won't be much sense in camping in a burned out forest, right? Yeah. yeah. So now fire bans um, apply to all fires. Yes. Campfires, chiminea fireplaces, crop residue fires, fireworks and any other type of outdoor burning. Yes. So it's not only like campers that it's directed at. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. It's everybody, even residential, whatever. Yeah. No open fires. The only thing that you're allowed is it would be like a pressurized fuel, whatever, so white yeah. gas, propane, so a cook stove. It's like stove, an MR cook stove. And they specifically say you can have a cook stove with fuel, but it must have a shutoff. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that also negates people who bring the little cubes of fuel and make a, an open fire like that so it has to be isolatable yeah and that's the only way what about the twig stoves no nope. yeah you can't do that you can't, you can't seal off the fuel it's it's fuel yeah. it's, it's wood right so it's a no-go for any of that which if, makes sense they don't want any sparks or because it's yeah. so dry if, if anything gets away anything. from anybody anything and and they don't mention it but i did see somebody comment on it was uh, Parks Canada had mentioned the uh, fire bans and stuff like that. And one thing that a lot of people kind of don't mention, and it, so they the guy mentioned, hey, and don't forget, make sure your cigarettes are out mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And somebody else commented, actually, what's best is you treat your cigarette butts like it's garbage and pack it out. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, well, exactly. Along the 401 there on Monday. Yeah. What was the cause of that? Some people were saying just because same thing, dry in that, right? So people are flicking cigarette butts out the window. But and, there was like thirty fires yeah. in like a two-kilometer stretch. I think somebody was going along with a, like a flamethrower. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know fireworks <laughs> or something. What did I see? One thousand one hundred twenty-five dollar fine for flicking your cigarette butts out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you know how many have bounced off the hood of my truck yeah, on four hundred one? I get it all. And the I've time never too. seen anybody pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. The government's lost out of about. Five billion dollars. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Because if, everybody does it. If you're caught breaking the fire ban, you could be charged the full cost of fire services. That's huge. So if somebody, if 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 they know you're doing the fire ban at your house, yeah, and they send fire trucks, they could charge you. Yep. If you start a fire in the backcountry and they got to bring in workers, like fire backcountry yep. firemen, um, like first responders and yep. all that, and you've got to bring in the, the planes uh-huh. to drop the, the and that's the water. where the costs start increasing so if you have uh, look at that one we talked about a, a couple weeks back that kid that started that fire out in California oh yes and <laughs> where is he coming up with a few million dollars what was it 36 million yeah 36 million yeah well he's obviously not doing no no <laughs> well we, we talked about that show. go back and listen to that yeah. show and you know uh, but yeah they can charge you for the whole thing yeah. That could get pricey. Ouch. Pricey really quick. Very, very quick. So, but the place where there is, uh, as far as we know, no fires right now, is the Yukon. 
Oh, yes. yes. Specifically, the Yukon River. How do you like that segue? <laughs> but you know what is on the Yukon River right now? Mosquitoes galore. Yes, there are. Apparently, mosquitoes up the wing-wong. Yeah. It's you crazy. you know who's being bitten? Well, that would be our friends from... Yukonjourney.org. <laughs> John Van Berger yes. and company. Yeah. They are being eaten alive. So just a couple days ago, season. he did a 100-kilometer day. He did a 100-kilometer day. They that's, did. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. They were uh, in Dawson for Canada Day. Yep. They hoped to make it to, to Circle the, Alaska. Uh, Was it Circle? Into Alaska. Yep, yep. Circle Alaska for Independence Day, the 4th of July. Yep. and. Whatnot, and they had to get to a certain couple of spots because they got certain places to be. Yes. Um, but I chatted with him the other night. He called up. You weren't able to make it, so I chit-chatted with yeah. him. And oh yeah, we knew this was going to happen at some point because we've been pretty lucky so far to well, hit all these spots. He said he was going to give us a call on the Sunday night, so I drove here and we sat around for about two hours playing on our phones, making jokes back and forth, yeah, and drinking. He never called. Yeah. So then I went home, and then Monday night, it was was it Monday night? Monday night. So on Monday night, he sent me a message, and uh, he says, yeah, I'm going to call tonight. It's like, oh, I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> I have on that one again. <laughs> Sean, you're on your own. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah, I was sitting here 8 o'clock, and they, the messages were so delayed going back and forth, and, and then his... U.S. calling card wouldn't let him call Canada, and uh, so finally, he's, uh, he, dude, what's our options here? Yeah. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. Hi, this is AT&T Alascom. You have a collect call. To accept the charges, press one. <laughs> to not accept the charges, hang up. <laughs> okay, I'll hit one. Thank you for choosing AT&T Alascom. Hello. <laughs> so so yeah, we we uh, got a little update there. He just called collect, you know. Yeah. But we knew at some point we were going to have communication. I exactly. Mean, in the middle of the Yukon. Exactly. For crying out loud. I'm surprised he's able to contact us at all. Yeah. Week six. So. <laughs> did he? Week six, seven, eight. Oh, I was all over the board on that number in our interview. Now he said he was in Circle Alaska. So, but no, when he called, he was in the flats. And he oh, had to which paddle. is yeah, which is so, right there. Yes, we had a paddle. He had to back. paddle up river, yeah, to make a phone call. Yeah. To, so so it wasn't satellite call. He was he at a phone. He found a yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So circle, yeah, they're just north of circle at the beginning of the flats. Okay, so he paddled back the kilometer or whatever to circle uh, to, to get the phone, phone call. call. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, so this is, and it really sounds like a phone. <laughs> you know, we've been sort of lucky to be doing the, uh, the satellite phone's been really clear and the, and the MSN messenger or whatever has uh, been pretty clear. The Facebook yeah. messenger, whatever has been clear and whatnot. But yeah, this is, yeah, you can tell we're on a phone yeah. here, a cell phone or whatever. And uh, the quality was different. Yeah. But you know what though? It, yeah, we, we knew that at some point on this trip and it, you still got a ways to go with that. It may happen. We're either just not going to connect or it's going to be spotty or... Exactly, yeah. You yeah. know. So we worked around it, which is cool. And we're, we managed to get a, a little update. Um, again, it's yukonjourney.org. They are paddling the Yukon from Bennett, BC, out to the Bering Sea. 
2,000 miles and uh, all the money donated is going to help first responders in Canada and the US. Oh, okay. So anything that uh, people donate, if you go to yukonjourney.org, they got a, a big thing on their page where you can go donate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you've if you got a couple of shekels to send their a way, go, go ahead and do that. There's also below that is another little uh, area where you can click and follow their route. They got an mm-hmm. inReach map and it's showing them where they are at all times sort of thing. So, so yeah, I had a chit chat with them and, uh, uh, you know, see how things are going and where they are. And, you know, after uh, doing the old selfie with Prime Minister Trudeau up in Dawson, how things have all gone downhill since, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> after that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, without further ado, here's my little chit-chat I had with John Van Berger the other night. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Uh, this is week number six, I do, seven, six, seven. I, you know, I, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I know that I know the start date when we left, but beyond that, I'm, it's it's getting to the point now where it's sort of blurring together, you know. Yeah, this is update number six. Okay. Yeah, I got to cool. check my lists here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we did your uh, things you learned in Dawson City last week. Oh, did you? Okay. We good. did. We did. Um, I think we may have added some things, so I think your wife may be oh. mad at you. I don't know yet. <laughs> Great. You'll find out. So, in other words, in other words, the next time I get uh, Wi-Fi coverage, it could be an interesting day. It could be. <laughs> we just make stuff up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your list of things I learned in Dawson wasn't ten; it was like probably twenty. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a few extra things we added in there. <laughs> great, great. Thanks, guys. Not a problem. We're there for you, buddy. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. so you spent Canada Day in Dawson. Yes, which was fantastic. You you got a, a nice picture of yourself with the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. I didn't think that was going to happen, and uh, yeah, pretty neat. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was the reception he got up there. It was rock star reception. Oh yeah, it it seems uh, everywhere he goes, he gets that kind of reception, and you know, when it comes to politics, you get the people that you know just hate everything about him. But I mean, that's that's right. any politician you're going to get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what was what I will say this: what was cool about it, regardless of, of people's politics, and I know some people are looking at that trip pretty cynically, but this is also apparently the first time that a prime minister has been like outside of um, you know the the primary population areas on Canada uh, Canada Day ever. So you know that that's that's kind of a cool thing. So, um, and um, but it was it was great fun. The, we we were in the parade uh, with uh, on the fire truck with the uh, the fire chief and and the Yukon premier um, uh, Sandy Silver. And yeah, it was a great day. It was you know it was just one I'll never forget. That's good. It sounds like you had a good time. I mean, we saw the picture that you sent us with uh, you doing your selfie in the crowd, and uh, yeah, it looked like you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, great fun, great fun. So you spent a, you spent a few days in Dawson, checked everything out, and then you uh, started heading on. You were hoping to make it into Alaska by July fourth to uh, spend Independence Day in in Alaska, but you were yeah, what, we, eight miles shy. We missed, 
Yeah, we missed it. Uh, we we thought we could at least get to the to the line, and you know it had been a long day, and and we ended up having um, <laughs> some squirrels got into our food cache in Dawson, which we found out right as we were about to leave. So we ended up having to go through and buy some new food and re re uh, do some supplies. So we ended up leaving a day later out of Dawson than we had hoped, and um, we missed uh, we missed crossing into Alaska by you know. Uh, maybe a couple hours, but we got toward the end of the day and said, you know what, it's not worth pushing, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, the the river's incredible out here, and, um, you know, we've been mostly island camping now, and, uh, you know, part of that is just because there's, there are fewer campsites, but the other piece is that mosquitoes are intense um, in the, in, on shore and on, on the banks. Um, so we we tried to get into a public use cabin, and it was so bad, literally, that we we stayed for maybe 20 minutes, took some photos, and uh, and took off. They're uh, definitely coming out now, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. They're uh, we we went to uh, was it? Uh, I'm a little blurry here. So two nights ago, when we started the the 100 mile in 24 uh, day, uh, we stopped at a place called I think it's Stevens. Roadhouse or Slavin's Roadhouse, um, and it's this cool two-story old roadhouse along the river. And they said, "Oh yeah, there's this great dredge that they used up till gold dredge. They used up till like 1933, and the, and then they just left everything. And the Park Service has uh, gone in and, and um, you know reworked it and and uh, stabilized it. And it's really cool. So I mean, there's tools sitting there from when they were there, and they just took off." Wow. So, uh, so we, yeah, we said, oh, it's a mile and a quarter back in. This is worth it. Let's do it. And, man, the mosquitoes were unbelievable um, just walking back in. But then it becomes an issue of, well, I'm probably halfway in now, so if I turn around, you know, uh, it's, it's not worth it, you know. And uh, so I've had two knee surgery. I've had each uh, knee operated on. And the doctor the last time said, yeah, you'll never run again, you know, which I was kind of bummed about. But, you know, okay, I can paddle still, so life goes on. Right. I was running down the road. The mosquitoes were so bad. <laughs> wow. It was, it was like a medical marvel shot. It was like, <laughs> hey, I'm running. Look, I can do this again. <laughs> Just takes a little bit of uh, <laughs> prodding, as it were. Yeah, yeah. It was some serious incentive going on there. Um, when we got out, Chelsea looked at me and she said, you look like you have chicken pox. I was bit up so bad on the arms and neck and, you know. Um, but uh, we did find out one interesting thing back there is that uh, they had an outhouse and they had hand sanitizer. And Chelsea had used the outhouse and as she was coming out, she noticed that the mosquitoes weren't biting her hands where she had used the hand sanitizer. Hmm. Yeah. So we all slathered hand sanitizer all over our arms uh, necks and faces and stuff, and actually it did work a little bit for a little while, but then they uh, they kind of broke through that barrier too. And they got used to it and enjoyed it, and yeah, yep. kept on eating. Oh, so, you know, it's yeah. That was uh, they're out now, and I mean, even here, I'm in this kind of little phone booth thing in in um, Circle, Alaska, and they're thick here even. Um, so it's it's uh, yeah, we're in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How do you know? Well, it wasn't that little silver marker along the shore. Yeah. <laughs> it's that there were mosquitoes here, you know, the size 
so when you passed into Alaska from uh, the Yukon, you say there's like there's just a little marker back in saying welcome yeah, to. Yeah, it's uh, there's a there's a cut line on river right, uh, like a fire break kind of cut line that you can see, but but when you're actually coming down river, you can't see it because of the angle really, and uh, there's somebody has put up like a just like a post and there's a the little light blue fabric flag on it. And then there's a, a there's a stream and there's a fish camp there and this was the last one of uh, up to circle you could still use those Mike Rourke uh, Yukon River charts and th- I mean they're so good and we looked at that and said okay the fi- there's the fish camp this has got to be the place and we got in there and hiked back up to where the little fabric was and there was a trail back into the woods and there's a you know probably a three foot kind of silver marker there and. Um, you know, for Canada and the U.S. border, and, and that's about it, though. Yeah, so nobody's manning the border. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but, so when you get to Eagle, you have to call in. Uh, you have to call customs, and uh, they were great. You know, we're like, yeah, we're kayaking down the Yukon, and, you know, Chelsea and I were, were fine, and then they talked to talk, and, you know, because he's Japanese, that took a little bit longer. Right. And, um, you know, just going through, but even, like, he's like, oh, they were so nice, you know, so, you know, I mean... We're on the river. What are we doing, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they probably heard reports of our canoe anyway. And no, there's nothing more we could fit in that thing right now. Nice and full, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually left stuff every place we've gone so far. Like, you know, like uh, CarMax and Dawson. And, you know, so we're going to probably end up leaving some more at the bridge, too. You just got to start making a, a trip back and hitting all yeah, these well, spots. Exactly. That is the case now. Yep. So I'll be I'll be doing this sort of route in reverse when we're done. <laughs> so when you hit Eagle, Alaska, uh, I know yeah. you had a little thing there, something about a, a large lunch, and a complete stranger gave you something to help filter water. Yeah. You know what? We got, we got in there, and um, they had this they had this you know like you know hungry man's breakfast or something like that. So we ordered one. We ordered takeaway. Um, we were, you know, so we were sitting there waiting for the meal and start talking to this, this guy at the next table and, you know, told him what we were doing and, and, uh, just a real nice guy. And, and, uh, I had asked him if there was kind of a general hardware store in town cause they had some hardware store stuff at the cafe slash store there, but not what I was looking for. And, and he said, no, not really. What do you need? And. What we were hoping to do was get just a little piece of hose so we could uh, use the alum treatment to get the, the glacial silt out of the water. That gets that to drop, and then you filter off the top um, or siphon off the top, and then you can filter your water so it's good to drink. And uh, I said, well, we just need a hose so we could do this. And he's like, you know, I'm sure I got something over at the house. Um, you going to be here long? I said, well, we just put our order in, and we put in a big order. And he's like, I'll be back in a few minutes. And he went to his house, found a hose for us, and, and brought it back over, you know. And that's just, you know, that's just pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, kindness to strangers, like you say. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, that's, that's something about the North that I really love is when you're up in a lot of these places. There's just there's just some really cool people, you know. Well, everybody's used to helping each other out, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, you did a 100-mile day. Yeah. You know, we we decided it was kind of like all three of us 
Um, and I should mention now, so our group now is um, at Dawson. Um, Dan and Emma have flown out. Okay. And now Chelsea has flown in and joined us. So right now it's it's uh, Tak and I and Chelsea. Um, and um, we were talking and said, you know, there's not too many places where you can paddle 100 miles in a day. Um, and with the light the way it is, this could be something really cool to do. And so, um, so yeah, so two days ago, I guess, not like I said, I'm a little blurry right now. Two days ago, we uh, left at about, I think it was noon, left our campsite about noon and started paddling. And uh, we took a break at, at the roadhouse just in the gold dredge to check that out. We thought, oh, we got enough time. And then we took another break at, I don't know, maybe three in the morning when it started getting just gray enough that it was like, you know what, this is a good time to stop. And uh, got a fire, brewed some coffee, um, and uh, about an hour, 15 minutes later, we got back in the boats and, and uh, paddled on through to Circle. So we did about 100 and, I want to say 110 miles in the 24 hours. Wow. Which, you know, I mean, like the, it, it, it's just a cool thing. I mean, it's just a, you know, a, a numbers geek thing. And, but, but to watch the change, you know, in the light and, and to see that sun go down behind the mountains and then still have, geez, I mean, it was four hours of light or something maybe after that post or whatever before we stopped, three, four. I can't, you know, remember offhand, but just watching it was cool. And, um, you know, and then we got back on the river and, and uh, it was already starting to be sun up, you know. So uh, stunning, the, 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 you know, the color of the light was just these gorgeous golds and oranges in the morning and shot a lot of video and photos. And, and one really kind of interesting thing with it, as, as we were paddling, there's a place called Monk's Head Rock and across the river is, is something called Devil's Thumb, I think it is. And as we were coming in there, there was like these sort of clouds hanging along the, the edge of this sort of mountain. I was looking at it going, that looks more like smoke, you know, kind of winding its way in. And as we got close, we realized there were a number of fires burning. And um, as you were, because it was dark enough, as you were paddling along the water, you would see these little fires kind of kick in right. and go out. And you'd see one someplace else. And, you know, if we'd gone through in, in broad daylight, you wouldn't see that. You'd just seen the smoke. Um, so it was, just, it was fascinating to watch, you know. It was like these sort of small Christmas tree lights that would go on here or here or here, you know, or back there. And um, fascinating, you know, and, and oddly beautiful, right? I mean, that's the thing with fires. You always see in the they're horrible when you, you see some of those big fires, but there's just something really oddly beautiful about them, too. Well, the lighting and everything, too, right? Yeah, right. I, I know uh, northern Ontario right now, they've got a few up, uh, well, Tomogamy region and whatnot. They've got evacuation warnings and all that sort of stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. Wow. Yeah, no. so you, you never know where they're going to spark up this time of year, right? Right. And we've seen, you know, three or four now along the way. Um I will say this, so we have, we have one stat that we have 1,000, we're still batting 1,000 on. Um, literally every island that we have stopped on, we've seen moose tracks. Really? Every island, every single island. And, and uh, it's kind of got to be a joke now, you know, when you pull in. and um, Yeah, wildlife has dropped off pretty significantly, I will say that. We have not seen much in the way of wildlife. I think we saw a fox the other morning uh, on the morning of the 100-mile of the paddle. Right. Um, 
But uh, oh, and by the way, that you know, just doing that, and again, that's just you know, 124, that, and that's us just paddling and relaxing and paddling, and you know, it gives me so much more um, respect for those, you know, the endurance racers and and uh, people that did the Yukon River Quest or the you know the Yukon Thousand. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it's great. We're having a good time. Well, at least you didn't have any portages to do. <laughs> yeah, no doubt no doubt I'm, I'm thankful for that um yeah so you've gotten to circle alaska now yes and you're you're taking a bit of a rest day yep, yep. um now i'm i'm noticing on on your map here uh yeah. if, if, and for our listeners there who, who haven't heard um yukonjourney.org you can go there and and follow your inreach uh, map here, and you're coming up to something called the flats, and it kind of reminds me like of a really horrible river delta. Um, uh, like and, and yeah, and what you can't see, you know, see, it's really interesting if you Google Earth it, which is what we did for. So the Mike Rourke maps go to here and stop, um, and then from here on out, we use Google Earth Pro and use satellite images to, to mark out the river just to give us an idea where we're at yeah uh, we do have G- gps just to kind of verify with that too but um it's i mean the, the images from above are really beautiful but there's this swirling crazy uh section of river and um where it's you know sloughs breaking off and channels all over the place and it's braiding like crazy and you know, on ground level, what that means, though, is when you're looking down river, it's also low water here. So there's a lot of bars, rock bars. There's, um, you know, picking your channels. Um, it's like just that little bit, like little preview we got yesterday. This is going to be kind of an intense uh, couple of days coming up here, I think. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, the way I looked at it is like if you were to break glass and get all these little pieces, you know, like that's what it looks like. All these little islands are like all little pieces of, <laughs> of, of broken glass. Like, I don't know how you're going to find your way through all that. You know, like yeah. it, it looks really real. I mean, realistically, you could take any number of these channels, but, yeah, you know, like and- where's where are they going to lead to like water level wise? And, you know, is it going to add an extra half hour on because you're going to the left instead of the right sort of thing. Yeah, and and just, you know, as we came in, we got separated coming in, and um, I went river left and, and hung really tight to that left channel because I knew Circle was river left, and, and you know, I thought, okay, well, let's, I'm going to stay here. And uh, Tock and Chelsea had just kind of pulled over a little bit to the right, and they got caught in the fast channel, and... And I could see, I could see them, and then they disappeared behind some rock bars, and I could see the Yukon Journey flag flying, and then all of a sudden they were gone. I mean, like I, I had no idea where they were. I pulled over, I waited for a bit, couldn't find them, and I thought, okay, well, you know, we all know we're going to circle. We all know where it is. It's just going to be, can they find it? And uh, I got here, and um, they ended up getting stuck in one of those small channels. Um, they couldn't work their way around it. Then they hit uh, low water, and uh, you know we're lining across, and and uh, it was a bit of a like the end of their 100 was was uh, a struggle. 
you know, right. is definitely a struggle. So it could be a sign of things to come. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I think realistically, um, you know, but I think if you, you get in the channel and, and try to find the fast water, and, and it's going to be, uh, Tak is having some issues with his hand, too, with his, um, where he's got some carpal tunnel issues and, and some other tendon issues right now. So he's, he's kind of a hurting unit today. Right. Um, so that was the other reason I really wanted to take a day and, and see if it would, you know, help him. So what we'll do tomorrow is the, the theory on this now, I think, that is get up early, get out early, and then, you know, we're probably going to do end up just doing kind of a lot of sort of rafting up and, you know, looking for the faster channels and, and hoping that we can hit them. Um, and just try to get in, you know, some, some decent mileage tomorrow, but with very little effort because of his arm and his hand right now. Yeah, I mean, if there's some big, fast channels that you can sit in and, and help out that way, then so be it, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and you know what? He's a soldier, man. He's been... His river name, we've decided, is the engine. Because from <laughs> from day one, he's a... You know, he's... I think I posted something about him being the hardest-working man on the river. He is. It doesn't matter whether it's in camp, whether he's photographing the, the parade in Dawson, whether he's, you know, cooking something up, or whether he's, you know, he's in the in the boat paddling. He, he's a he's a hard worker and uh, just a hell of a good guy. So uh, his river name is the engine. And, uh, so we're going to try to get the engine a couple of days off here and and uh, let him rest and recuperate. Needs a tune up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like he's having a good time anyway, right? Making the most of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know he is, and, and uh, uh, we've got some we've got some amazing footage that uh, I can't wait to share when we get back in. And you know that's the thing I wish we could do more of is is get social media stuff up while we're out here because you know the stuff we're seeing is you know we can describe it to you here, but you know it just doesn't do justice to you know I mean the sky right now I'm looking at is, is just incredible. You know it, it's you've got these just beautiful blue sky in one section and these just heavy purple clouds on the other side and you know we'll probably get more rain again tonight but you know hey it's it's the north right exactly it's uh or, yeah i mean you know what though i mean you can only do so much and it just means people have something to look forward to when you finally do get back and can start posting some stuff right yeah yeah and i, I you know i'm looking forward to that too because um just again some some beautiful photos and and you know, we're going through some of the most beautiful country in the world, and and um, but we all feel really, really lucky to be here. Yeah, we did uh, an episode, our episode last week there, when we were talking about your uh, 10 things you discovered in Dawson. One of the things we talked yeah. about was um, flying canoe tripping and huh? uh, just describing, you know, what what it's like to do one of those. And, and until you actually do one or get one, you know, get on one of those trips, it's it's hard to really picture it. Until you start seeing the photos people take and stuff like that, so yeah. whatever you can post yeah. when you get back is going to be beautiful. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. And and you know we've um, kind of going through and and um, our, we've been very fortunate with all of our equipment. Um, you know we've we've been pretty lucky that way. We've not really had uh, much in the way of breakdowns or anything. Um, oh, oh, oh! You know what? I got to tell you, I, I just realized something. I was going to mention the canoe. Yeah. Uh, they let me paddle the canoe for the first time on the trip. <laughs> they trusted you with it. They trusted me with it. 
<laughs> and actually, I've spent a couple of days in it now, and I love it. It's been a blast because you know I'm mostly a kayak guy, right? I've, yeah. Um, and um, so the first day we got out, it was it was just beautiful paddling, and and it was like, okay, so this is an 18 foot prospector, right? The Novacraft canoe that that they uh, they are loaned to us for the trip, and we've got this thing so overloaded, and it was out paddling, and it was like, oh man, this is this is fun. This is, you know, and I'm thinking this boat is really pretty forgiving for, you know, an amateur like me, right? In the stern. And, and, um, it was a blast. It was a blast. And so, uh, I was pretty happy about that. So I, I, I said a couple of days later, I'm like, so, you know, can I, can I do that again? And, and talks like, sure, you know, and, and then, so Chelsea took a turn in, in, um, my kayak and, uh, and I got back there and we got a headwind. And, uh, man, I was working. I was working my butt <laughs> off. Like, okay, you know what? When we get to Fairbanks, I'm going to pull up some of, you know, Kevin Callan and Cliff Jacobson's uh, videos and, and perfect these strokes because I'm working way too hard back here trying to... <laughs> it's not as much <laughs> fun now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was like, you know, okay, I know this is all me, right? <laughs> so we've also... Uh, uh, and talk just laughs when we say it, but we say, you know what? Right now, you are stuck with the two worst canoeists on the entire Yukon River. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's mostly what what he does too. But he's too polite to say, yes, I am. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, it was it was great. It was uh, it was really fun. So, um, well, it's great to be able to learn some new skills like that when no one's around and watching. <laughs> it's like talk put down the video camera i'm gonna canoe for a while yeah, exactly it perfect timing <laughs> that's right so what i'm gonna do then is you know because we get to fairbanks and uh chelsea will fly out so then it's it's gonna be talk and i out to the end right um i'm not gonna let him film anything until we get just to the end so i've got pretty close to you know probably 500 miles in the stern at that point and then i'll let him film you know, and I'll be looking good by then. Yeah. <laughs> so you think. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm just kidding myself. I know I'm going to look like shit then, too. <laughs> so you're, you're leaving Circle. Now, you, now you're leaving yeah. tomorrow, or are you going to spend another day? Um, we're going to leave early tomorrow. We have to get uh, Chelsea to, to the Yukon River Camp um, at the, the crossing on the Dalton Bridge. I think there's a there's a bus on the 15th, and they said she could probably catch a tourist bus on the 16th if if we miss that one. But she flies out on the 17th at like you know 1 a.m. or something. So um, the current uh, once you get out of the flats, apparently really drops off, and you're working for your miles. Right. And so we've got I think an average even through that section of 30 some 37 miles a day or something. Right. So. You know we're going to be we're going to be having to push it here. So I think we're going to try to do a couple of long days, or like I said, we, if we can find some fast current and, and float for you know a good long day and let talk rest up a bit. So by the time we hit the slow water, he'll be in a little better shape. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our schedule as of right now. We'll see what the river says about that. So you got Fort Yukon coming up. You got Beaver, Stevens Village, and then the yep. uh, Dalton River Bridge. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, the Beaver Village was uh, established by a Japanese national who married a Native American woman, I believe. And so Tak has been reading the history of this place, and we're going to try to get in there 
Um, what we've read, though, is that it's very, very um, difficult to find the channel that gets into Beaver Village in the flats. Really? So we're going to do our best to, yeah, yeah, like like a lot of people will try to get it and they just can't end up getting there. So we're going to try to get in there so he can see that and, you know, work his way around there a little bit, maybe take some video and stuff to send back home to Japan. That'd be um, cool, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, everything is, is you know, it's going good and, and uh, maybe a bit of a grunt at the end here, but like I say, we're hoping we can give him a little bit of rest and then um, charge hard. Push on from there. Yep. Well, that's awesome, man. Sounds like you guys are still having a blast and uh, going strong. Yeah, we are, man. This is great. It's, it's you know, you again, just feel so fortunate to be doing this and, you know, watching, I mean, just, you know, the, the 20, you know, the, the 24 hour paddle thing was, you know, just, just gorgeous. That will be one of the highlights of the trip for sure. Yeah. Now you can say you did something that like that once in your life, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I may do, I may be too beat up to do it again after the end of the trip, but you know, <laughs> Hey, I did it. You did it once at least. That's right. That's right. So, alrighty. Well, we'll let you go, and right. uh, hopefully we'll be uh, on for number eight next week, uh, or oh, seven, good. or whatever, <laughs> whatever update, <laughs> update seven thousand okay. or whatever. And uh, I'm not sure where you'll be this time next week, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll hook up again and keep it going. Hopefully things uh, work out well and the weather stays nice and. And uh, Tox wrist uh, hand there gets better. Yeah, thanks. I'll pass along your uh, your good wishes to him there. I'm gonna go and, and get get brace yourself for this. I'm gonna go have a shower here at the Washateria. The Washateria. <laughs> the Washateria. And and you know what? Tox and, and Chelsea are gonna be very thankful for that. I <laughs> got the river funk. That's right. Oh, you got some funk going. You bet. So. All right, man. Would you take it easy? And thanks again for having us on. We really appreciate it, and, and um, for sending people to our website and, and letting them know about the charitable part of the trip. Thanks. Not a problem. We'll be chatting with you next week. You have a good week. Okay. Thanks. Take care, bud. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family, since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, uh, yeah, so it sounds like they are having a good time up in... uh on the Yukon River there, and I can only learn, imagine. I would love to be there, except for the uh, 
the bugs the size of mice, field mice, you know, the, yeah. the mosquitoes the size of field mice, that might suck. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll be learning a few things over the next little while on these, uh, the flats, as it were. Cause yeah, so it's do you know, brutal. what do you know about the flats? Um, well, as I said in the article there, if, if you take a, a pane of glass and you just drop it and it shatters into all those little pieces, yeah. fill the spaces between the pieces. With water? With water. Oh. And you got to try to find the channel that gets through and, you know, <laughs> awesome. like you go around one, one channel, take you 10 minutes, but if you take the other way, It'll it be, could be a half hour. Yeah. Like you, you don't, so you gotta, you gotta have the maps and Pick know. Your way. Yeah. So hopefully huh. they, interesting. hopefully they're able to do it quickly and, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a learning curve to figure it all out. So, um, what do we got next here? Here, the Peel River Basin. So yes. I've seen an article bop a, a couple of my news feeds and that. And I gave it a quick glance, never thought much about it. But one of our listeners, he sends us articles once in a while, Matthew Laguisto, uh, sent, sent me this article. And I'm thinking, well, let me take a, a good look at this article. So last year there was a Supreme Court said that they were going to do some protection of the Peel River yes. watershed. Yes, it was great news. Big news. So... In March 1905, this is all my research. I went back and did a yeah. couple of things and checked a couple of articles and that. March 1905, Charles Camsell left Ottawa to do the first official mapping and exploration of the Peel River watershed in the Yukon and Northwest Territories for the Geological Survey of Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is over 100, 100 years ago. Uh, Campbell and six others covered more than 4,100 kilometers on northern rivers, mostly by canoe, between ice out in May and ice out, uh, ice up in October. That's a lot of power. Right? Holy right. cow! And they, they, uh, you know, they, they mapped it all and stuff yep. like that. Now Charles Campbell later founded the Royal Canadian Geographical Society. Okay. Right. And lately, that one uh, I do believe is uh, Adam Schultz has been a member. Is a member now. He did the uh, through the Arctic and all that oh, by himself, the mapping and yes. You know, so, uh, so 113 years later, being this summer. Yes. Now I didn't find the exact dates, but apparently three weeks this summer, David McGuffin, who is Charles Campbell's great grandson. Okay. Terry Campbell, who's his great nephew. And David's son, Graham, who would be Charles' great-great-grandson. Yes. They are going to retrace part of that journey. Going to or did? What, what's Going this? to. They say in the summer. Now, summer's just begun. So. Okay. So, but, but they, this they, year? Yeah. Yeah, this year. They'll be paddling from the headwaters of the Wind River to the Peel River and ending in Fort McPherson, Ooh. which is way, way, That's way super up. duper far up yeah. there. Um, so that's what they're going to do. Now, part of their aim is to basically, as they say, reintroduce Charles Campbell to Canadians. Yes. Because back in the day when all, when he was doing all this, he was like, uh, as they say, he was one of Canada's most celebrated He was explorers. the guy. He was, he was the guy. Yeah. So I'm just looking at all this stuff and they're breaking it down into, to these, these guys that are doing it and, and Charles himself. So Charles Campbell... Born in 1872, his father was English chief factor of the Hudson's Bay Company in the Mackenzie District. Mother was Métis in the Red River Settlement. He was one of 11 children, raised at Fort Simpson on the banks of the Mackenzie River. Okay. Took part in the Klondike Gold Rush. 
ran mail routes along the Laird River. In his late 20s, after studying at Harvard, he joined the Geological Survey of Canada and went on to chart hundreds and thousands of kilometers in the Canadian North. He became a Federal Deputy Minister of Mines and Commissioner of the North and founded the Royal Canadian Geography Society, Geographical Society. That's a busy life. Busy fella. <laughs> busy fella. Lots to live up to, I wow. must say. So his great nephew, Terry, has roots in the Peel as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a Hay River native. He's an icebreaker captain. His grandfather was Special Constable Sam Carter, who was a member of the ill-fated Lost Patrol, the Northwest Mounted Police Expedition that starved to death in 1910. Okay. Uh, uh, they were on a winter journey from Fort McPherson to Dawson City. And this is where they, f they figure where he finally succumbed to starvation. Okay. They're going to make a stop there on their trip this summer. Cool. To say this is where he, he died, right? David McGuffin, the great-grandson, grew up in Ottawa in the home Charles built. No way. He has the same birthday as Charles. <laughs> and his passion for exploration, exactly the same. He's being, he's reported from more than 40 countries in 20 years, 23 years as a journalist. Oh, that's impressive. David's son, Graham, who's accompanying them on this trip, would be the great-great-grandson of Charles. Uh, he's... David says he's got the Camsel exploration gene as well, having canoed Nunavut's Hood River, the Collange, the French, and many other rivers as well. Wow. So that's that's happening this year. I'm having a hard time finding time to read a book. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so David says that the uh, the interest for all of this has you know, was was peaked last December in 2017. When the Supreme Court sided with First Nations and environmental activists fighting to protect the region from government plans for extensive mineral yes ex exploration, right? Exploitation. 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 Exactly. So he said, you know, and he says, we wondered what that decision said about how Canada has changed during the past century in deciding how land is used, who gets a voice in making those decisions. Going to the source seemed like the best way to find those answers. Which prompted this journey. Yeah. Right? Okay, so there's a date, July 14th. On July 14th, they will meet in Whitehorse. So that's this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so they're meeting in, in Whitehorse this Saturday. Yeah. They'll journey from there north to Mayo, where a float plane will take them to the headwaters of the Wind River, and then on a two-week paddle north to Fort McPherson. The thing I think is cool about this whole deal... They're using Charles' original field notes and photos on their journey. Oh, that's going to be amazing. So you can see, well, this is where he took this photo, and that's how much it's changed mm -hmm. in 113 years. That's going to be super cool. Now, I mean, cool. if you've ever seen those glacier pictures, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in 1900, yeah. this is where the glacier was. Yeah. Now in 2018, see how far back it is. Or even in downtown city scenes, like I know... Oh, the buildup of... Like, do you know how you can... They they have pictures of historical photos like uh, like some of the old train stations, Algonquin Park, yeah. and you grab it with your mouse and you can slide back and forth, like you know, eighteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight type thing, right? So yeah, you, so you see old and new. So I love it when you see those comparisons of, and to be able to see these changes in watersheds, 
and the, the like pictures of riverbanks and pictures of mountains in the background to see the differences. Yeah. And I don't, there won't be any glaciers for them to really capture in their area, but it's going to be really interesting to see and com- be able to compare these old uh, notes and photos and stuff to modern times. Yeah, but I mean, even with erosion along the rivers and stuff there, like yeah, that, rivers river change banks course. and yeah. you know, if there's a fire along the route yeah, or something, exactly. you know, it, what used to be a massive hill covered in trees may now just be a bare rock, yeah, exactly. rock yeah. hill sort of thing. So that that's really cool. Uh, so David and Terry will tell the story of this near pristine wilderness area, its importance to local communities, and what its newly protected status means to the region of Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going back to the, the Peel River Basin. 113 years after their great-great-grandfather, great-great-uncle, and in Graham's case, great-great- yeah. Is there enough greats? Great, great. Grand, grandfather. Well, it's July 14th. Yeah. I, we still have time to join them. Yeah, Let's contact them. We have two days to prep. Up. Yeah, we'll get right up there. <laughs> My stuff's already there. Well, I just had this already in motion. So, yeah. So, you know what? That's that's pretty cool. And like I say, with the family connection, yes. you know. So, it's just another. That's pretty special, right? There's, it is. Yeah. All these people going on these northern Following trips, Following people. Yeah, I know. How come we're not doing that? <sighs> Well, you're doing it this fall. I'm doing it this fall, yeah, because you're going two different ways on either side of my trip. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this is going to be cool. I got to think they're going to do some articles and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Maybe a book or... I don't know if there'll be be video. There'll be YouTube video. Videos and that. Yeah. I'm eager to see the... The comparisons. The the, the comparisons Mm -hmm. between 113 years ago and now. And even with his journals. You -hmm. know, if they're going by his original field notes saying, you know, this is what we did, this is what we did, and this is what we found, and find... Well, no. Because when when, uh, we did that that um oh what was it episode like 30 yeah with the meanest linkers oh okay yeah way back then yeah this uh, the scarlet brothers and yeah they were Marcus doing comparisons of what they saw I, well i, I started ago. going through the book well I, the uh incomplete angler mm-hmm. i started going through their book and comparing to the algonquin map oh okay. and i was talking to these guys saying listen this is what they say was there then the algonquin map says something different what's actually there and they mm-hmm. would say, yeah, the, the map's right or the book's right and that yeah. sort of thing. Just showing how much has changed yeah. in, in all that time, right? Um, that was from, what, 1912 to 2010, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So almost 100 years, how much has changed? Huh. You know, just, just going through a book that was written about Algonquin to guys that have just passed through that way and going through the maps. Well, I was using Jeff's maps at the time. Yes. Um, and seeing things that are changing. Like they said there should be a massive portage here, but there's nothing there. Mm, right exactly and back like, when the book was written, changed course by hundreds of meters over yeah. time right well when they were doing the trip there was the big logging was still going on so there was oh, big log booms they exactly, had to go yeah. around and yeah. you know and, and they were raising the river levels and, and the lake levels yeah so yeah there was a bit changing there, landscape yeah it really really was so that's what I'm finding interesting about this. Yes. There's the family connection. Yep. And the fact that they're going to use some of his old materials and, yeah. and compare. That'll be really cool. It will be. So we'll have to keep our uh, eyes out for, for that. Thanks, Matthew, for sending us uh, that article. Because like I say, I just skipped over it a couple of times, not gave much thought to yep. it. So if uh, anybody else has any articles they thought might be interesting or anything or anything, you know, yes. send it our way. Please do share. You know, go to our uh, our website. Uh, paddlingadventuresradio.com we have a contact us thing there and you can send us an email or send us something on uh, Facebook go to Paddling Adventures Radio on Facebook and find us there and just send us a little message Uh, and I think that's about it 
Excellent. That's the show, man. <laughs> what a great we learn so much on the show. We, right? we use our smarticle particles all the time. Tobamori, fire bands, Yukon journey updates, and back to the Peel River Basin. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's it for this week. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen to our shows on, uh, what do we got? iTunes. We got our paddlingadventuresradio.com, the episode page. You just find the ta- tab on the top. You can find us on Player FM, which is Google Play. Yes. And I think that's... We're everywhere. We're, we're everywhere. We're, we're pervasive. We are. We're, we're like, yeah, <laughs> just everywhere. We're like, what's, what's that purple flower on the side of the highways? Oh, yeah, the uh, trillium? No, not purple the Purple loosestrife. <laughs> yeah, we're your friend. Purple loosestrife. We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, don't forget, check out yukonjourney.org. Follow them live. See where they are up in the Yukon. And if you got a few shekels, send them their way. Helps to... Helps out the uh, first responders. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>